Welcome back to Love That For Us with your hosts, Allie and Alan, your two favorite coaches who always keep it real. Oh, on this week's episode, we have a very special guest, uh, and we are going to be talking about a guy's perspective on dating, relationships. We have Chris All with us. All the juicy stuff. Yes. Allie's fiance, Chris, is in the building. IRL with us. That he is. So we are going to be asking him some questions um, that we kind of just think are fun to get a guy's perspective on for once. And Chris is like a honorary life coach. He does not do it by profession, but he he's certified by listen. By that's me. that's not even self-proclaimed, so I'm not taking any credit. No, for that. he's certified. He's certified <laughs> by Allie. Certified by me. Don't need anyone in the coaching community come after me. <laughs> but he um he does give great advice. So this will be fun today. I like it. You ready for it? I mean, we always talk about, it's always just us. It is. Girls going back and forth dating. For Sky on the podcast. Woo. (laughs) You just had to say that you'd marry him to get him on the show. Casual. Done deal. Yeah. I'm excited. You guys have been, but you guys have been together for how long? Four. Four years. Four plus years. Yeah, four years as of November, so four years and a few months. And engaged for since since however many November. not many months, but yeah. No, it, it it did it. It wasn't in October. No, it was in September. You're right. It was September. Old okay. age. Yes. It happens. Okay, so a few months engaged, many years together. But you've been living like a married couple for a while. For a while, for like three and a half years. We moved yeah. in very quickly. We moved in at six months. Why? Ooh, fun story. So he, or do you want to tell it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, uh, I was, I was managing a shop, a coffee shop in uh, Orange County, Costa Mesa that was doing incredibly well, exceedingly well. And uh, we had an opportunity to open up another location in LA. And I remember, I remember as clear as day, I was laying in bed next to Allie and I got a text from my boss, the owner. And she said, we just got um, approved for our dream location on Melrose um, Boulevard in uh, West Hollywood. We have to open in four weeks. And just because I was the only one with the real skill and knowledge in the business, I was just like, fuck, I have to move to LA. Yeah. And I didn't even, I don't even remember asking you. I just told you like, I knew this was going to have to happen yeah. some, somehow, some way. And it wasn't an opportunity that I felt like I could have passed up. And um, yeah, we just kind of like, well, we'll figure it out. And I remember jokingly like putting it out there, like you can come live with me and pay half my rent. And that is what you ultimately did. Yeah. So I wasn't planning on moving with him. So he moved first. And then I, we did like one week of long distance. How far is that? Yeah. Like an hour ish. So not bad. Without traffic, it's an hour. With traffic, it's like two and a half. Um, but we did it for a week and I had a bad day at work and I looked for a job, was looking for jobs and there was a remote job, but it was based out of LA. And I used that as an excuse, even though it makes no sense because it was a remote job. So I could have done it. You couldn't find anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need to move, but I was like, Hey, I'm going to apply for a job that's based out (laughs) of LA. Can I live with you? And he was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And we moved in together. Yeah. It's pretty quick. Yeah. I, th- I think we had both kind of set the intention previously of like trying to figure it out. Um, but I think the part you always love to tell people is that um, I, I had I had every intention of like 
trying to make it work but when we look back and reflect on it like if we were to actually do kind of a longer distance and just like what my life looked like during that time our relationship never would have worked unless you moved out so. yeah because yeah, you were out. so busy yeah so busy or, yeah. and like couldn't make time I was just at the mercy of my job and you know her having to drive through traffic because I just like could never get out of work and, okay wait yeah. this leads me to my first question let's do it what do you think about when people say like when guys will say oh I'm it's busy I've been busy like the busy <laughs> I don't want to say excuse but like we put it out there they put it out there that they're busy. Yeah, no, it's 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 tough. Obviously, I think in the in the dating scene nowadays, it's just so easy to like use, you know, vague information like that to disguise what is actually at play. Right. And something I've really learned in our relationship is like I've never to anyone else in relationships otherwise, like actually genuinely talked about how my day went. There's just something I never did. When people are like, How how are you doing? How are things going? What's your day like? It's just like cool, fine, whatever, yeah. broad. Uh, and so I think that's pretty heavily predicated for guys, you know, in our, in our generation keep to keep it general and to not be vulnerable and to not like kind of open up in any way, shape or like form. To tell you the real busyness if they're. So yeah. Like if someone says they're busy, yeah. ask them what, what does that actually mean? Mm. Like, oh, what are, what are, what, like, what are you juggling right now? I want to Never know. have I ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> You're always like, okay, face value. Because, you know, when she actually asked me or, or I break down, I know I have to go beyond just saying, oh, it, the, you know, the short store was busy. The shop was busy. Work was crazy. Yeah. Um, there is a laundry list of things that she will like understand. Like, oh, that's busy. busy. Yeah. And like, how did that look for you? And how are you feeling with that? How are you juggling? You that? never have to accept anything okay. at face value, you know? So if busy is just not acceptable to you, or maybe like in that moment, it is acceptable because you actually don't care why they're busy. And maybe you want to talk more and, and mm -hmm. be more vulnerable, then that's fine. But you can always ask for more information. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because sometimes too, and I think this is unique to every human, but like what busy means looks different. I know. Yeah. You know? And so like, I think it's kind of fun if you get curious with it. And like, I'm going to explore what busy means to this person because yeah. it could be like, they are truly busy or it could be like they're emotionally overwhelmed and don't have like headspace, even though their like calendar is light, right? So, right. yeah, great question. Well, I just, um, I felt like you were going to say something different. Cool. Well, what, what do you think? I, was I gonna felt say? like you were going to say. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it can, so can often be, but I'm going to also give guys the benefit of the doubt and just know that like speaking from my own experience and guys that I've had closer to me and seeing that happen, I think it's, you know, it can go both ways. So it depends on their age. Well, and I think men in our society, they do place more in a, of an emphasis and a priority a lot of times on like career and work. And so they have a habit and a tendency to prioritize sure. that. And so I think that's where it's worth exploring. Yeah, but busy could also mean like I'm juggling three other girls on this yeah. side <laughs> and that's why I haven't been able to talk to you or yeah. be vulnerable. So yeah. yeah. For sure, but you'll be able to kind of um, vet that yeah. by going deeper to, into the busy. Okay. There you go. New vetting process. A new process. I, I bet it won't be easy. I mean, it definitely took me time to start yeah. actually talking about what my day looked like. She'd be like, how's work? I'm like, ah, it's fine. She's like, I know well, it's not it's just weird. fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it felt weird. And it's it definitely awesome. something yeah. I had to get acclimated to. And I'm sure there are plenty of other guys like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So expect maybe a little resistance. 
Okay, when you guys, what was your first date? Oh, wait, I know. It was at a house, so it's different, but let's get to your question with this. And I want to know, not as much from your own experience, but from like a broad perspective answer, like a cultural, societal level. Who should pay on a first date? Yes. Yeah. Um, I I think it should always be split. I think it should always be split. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now i think explain yeah i just i just think in terms of of fairness and equality right you know I, you I knew this was gonna be did you do that though with her for for me no but i didn't do that for her because i had the intention of treating her and i think that was communicated up front in fact you know to touch on that day <laughs> I, I i i made i made this lovely dinner and she was like when are you gonna make that for me so that predicated our first date as I'm going to do something for you and it basically yeah. in exchange for your yeah, time we also knew each other like it wasn't like we met on an app and we were like random strangers which I think made him want to but yeah. do you think if a guy asks a girl out like that should still be splitsies yeah unless he expresses I want to take you out and treat you he yes. has to say treat you. Well, there should be an understanding up front. And then you have you have the ability to be like, oh no, I'm good, unless it was a treat. You'd be like, okay, you can treat me to What if like that understanding is I'm ta- I want to take you out? And not like, unless it's communicated, you're just assuming. You know, my favorite saying about assumptions yeah. is you make an ass out of being Okay, what about this? What about when you're on the date and the check comes? Yeah. And like, let's just say because I have friends who do this, they always like go for the check, but they're doing it more so, so that the guy will like be like, no, 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 I got this. Like once he says, I got this, they can like back up and let him have it. Right. I mean, again, that's just, you're just playing games. And and if, and if you're playing games, that's just going to bite you in the ass down the road. So like, again, unless, unless the intention is made clear for one person to treat, I think it should be split. I think that's just respecting each other's time, respecting each other's energy. Once he says, like, I got it, or, like, don't worry about it, once she goes to grab Well, sure, you don't have to fight, but, like, don't. That's what I want to You got to deal with the intention of actually wanting to pay if you're just, like, pretending to get it so that they take control of the check and pay. So every date you go on, you should be prepared. Absolutely, yeah. Respecting the other person's time and energy. And if you really don't want to pay for half that date, don't go on that date then okay that's so like for her core for Allie, Allie, Allie did you know Allie was not prepared Allie yeah, has no, admitted that sometimes she would go on dates just just to get free dinner she's told okay. me she's told me all of her whole days and then you only eat half and then you have lunch the next day too and like oh my gosh, then there's I only spend fifty dollars on groceries and I'm a single a week it really worked out yeah so I mean for your like for the date that we had as our first date, I could have, if I didn't want it to be completely on my dime, I could have been like, yeah, I'll make you dinner. And you bring the beer, you bring the dessert, you know, and I could have kind of retorted in that way. And if she would have said like, no, or would have just copped out. Me. (laughs) That would have been a tell sign for me. But when I was dating, very rarely would I treat someone. Maybe I'll buy them a drink, you know, just as like a kind gesture of like, I like Until you know you you like them. Yeah, because it's an investment, right? That is dating so makes you go friggin' broke <laughs> especially as yeah, like a guy when you're in like the, in the hookup scene you can't just be buying every girl dinner every single weekend 
hooking up. Yeah, just taking the hook up. No, I mean, wasn't, but you know, there's no, always that back intention. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. I, I just think, I just That's think the, that, that is hot. Like, you know, you spent so much time, for example, dating guys that you probably would have never taken seriously because you could get the free dinner. And so if everyone was more intentional about like, there's a cost for this yeah, and it should true. be. Well, and evenly. sometimes I would let guys hang around for. Oh yeah. That one guy. Multiple nice guy. guys. The nice guy. Yeah. yeah. So there was a guy who would just like, Hey, take me out, take me shopping be like, oh, you had a bad day. I'll have food delivered to your house. And I never had so a nice. romantic interest in him. But I was like, this guy's like so nice. I can't let him go. Yeah. You know? I see that just meal. sucks. Yeah. Eventually we <laughs> let him go though. <laughs> he is gone. <laughs> he is not in the picture. That, um, that's some karma right there. It's already passed. It's already passed. Um, okay. Next one. This one, Alan might have to break into a little bit, but this one's about response time, appropriate response time. To a so text like, message or just a message in general? I don't know. There's, I mean, there's different ways to go with it if we're yeah. talking like apps or whatnot, but yeah. I think in general, yeah. Like when you're starting to get to know someone. Yeah. Well, I think kind of each party deems what's appropriate and like you have to have boundaries. So like for me, if, if, you're, on, if you're talking about a dating app and you both match and you both engage in a conversation and then like, that starts to fall off and one person is not responding like i i would let that die if like if somebody doesn't like you enough or is interested in you enough to prioritize communication i was gonna say not a good sign my personal i'll throw myself oh i love it yeah i know you do (laughs) my personal example uh was with someone on a sunday and didn't hear from them for a full week for the full, you know, cool. They don't I mean, care we've talked about this. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If someone genuinely enjoys your time and like wants to be around you more, has the time and space, or even doesn't, like they should still communicate. It's just, it's, you know, it's respectful to someone else's time and energy. So like if we went out on a date on Sunday and had a good time, yeah. I would either follow up with you that night or the next day and communicate, want to see you more, want to talk to you more. Or I would be like, you know what? I just don't have the time and space and I don't want to string you along and like leave you on red kind of thing. Not enough of an interest or I just know where I'm at and I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. Right. And I think most people don't do that selfishly because they think it's harder to do that. When in actuality, I think it's harder for people to like energetically like do something shitty. Yeah, not cut the cord and like string somebody along and be like, oh, I should have done this like weeks ago. So... An appropriate response time, I would say, is deemed by like your boundaries where you're like, this guy didn't respond to me for a week. I'm not even going to bother. I know. And you can even further that by saying, you know, hey, um, I'm looking for somebody who's a little more intentional and like respectful of my time and energy. Or like what if you're talking for days? Like I've had people I'm talking to on the apps for like days. Back back and forth consecutively. Not like 24 seven throughout the day, but like we're talking for like a week and then it goes dark, like over a weekend or like three days or something. Then they come out and they're like, sorry. And then it like, they kind of try to pick it back up. I mean, you evaluate each situation as it comes. Like maybe they had, you know, let's just say you're talking Monday through Friday, theoretically, and then Saturday, Sunday, they're gone because they just partied on the weekend, hung out with friends, did activities and like completely put all that other stuff to the wayside, you know, like I would do some digging, obviously, and figure that out. But yeah. either way, it's like, what are you to them? 
exactly like okay. just something to pass the time through the week when they and, went out on the weekend to hook up and I want to add First. I think if you're talking to a guy for a week and then that little break happens and he yeah. doesn't just immediately come back with like I want to like let's hang out this week it's like a red flag because I also think you spend sure. too much time just like talking and you're like what are we doing oh, here why are we just yeah yeah um these some of these peeps have not been in my state, you know, you know how oh, <laughs> Chris, what's your take on that? What's yeah. what's your radius? <laughs> we'll travel for love. <laughs> oh, I bet that's what you're calling it, huh? How far is your radius? You know, it moves. So she's oh. over there, like on the like so mileage. Okay, well, there's a strategy. I think on both apps, like you have a hundred mile radius. Is the max you can go. Thank God. And 100 miles is like not to Portland for me. Okay. So it's like two hours. Yeah. And there's okay. not, I mean, there's not, there's a lot of land. <laughs> a lot of land out there. There's a lot of trail space. Um, so sometimes, and I'm not the only one who's done this. I've had friends. We're only talking about you, though. We're only, about <laughs> it's only my failures. But like, I've changed my location. Oh, but are you genuinely going to move there? That sounds very unintentional. Perhaps. Yeah. That's, that's setting <laughs> yourself up. Love. Yeah. No, I just don't think, I don't think that you're going to energetically be able to fall in love if you're setting it up on false pretense. What's the false pretense? That you would move there all of a sudden. But we don't know that. Never say never. I mean, it doesn't sound confident, you know? So like you're setting someone else up for a potential failure. Why did you tell Katie she could launch this update? Like, I, Katie, I think Nickerson, about- <laughs> Katie Nickerson is getting thrown into the chat. Why did, why did she launch this I'm talking about genuine long distance. You're in like this weird middle ground where like you, you have the ability to, no, no, you know, it's not, don't twist the words. <laughs> you have the ability to like occasionally go out of your way to go and see and meet up with this person and vice versa but it's really not setting it up for a sustainable relationship like if you lived within a reasonable radius so if it's going to be long distance actually long distance and then continue to evaluate like if you're trying you to get a long further. distance relationship if, if for, you know, to give Katie credit, right, she's in a specific area with a specific demographic and it's really limiting her dating capabilities. I feel the same. Oh, really? <laughs> because I don't want to live in someone's van and go rock climbing. So. <laughs> Too many so adventure boys. Expanding. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you need to do some more long distance dating now. <laughs> lifted. I mean actually long distance connecting with people in a kind of more emotional and uh yeah on a more emotional level before anything physical well I mean obviously because we're not near each other yeah maybe this is actually good for me you know I mean I think it puts people at an arm's distance which I know you love to do <laughs> is this good is this bad I don't know yeah I mean I think you know really intentionally doing it and not letting that distance and okay we're gonna like throw a little bit more of Alan into this so I also know that Excuse? you sometimes have a tendency to like 
go dark. Watch the words. <laughs> like go dark. <laughs> like you will not text a guy back for quite a few days. Uh, <laughs> that sounds you, like a hard You day. can be guilty of that sometimes. And I think I'm if, not if I like them. I, I, uh, I, okay. I feel like I'm okay, but I, away with my friends. Okay, but I also think that you can get the ick really quickly. 100%. And you can like, 100%. for sometimes like not valid reasons, get the ick. And then don't we all pull away a little bit. And I think if you're really exploring that long distance, you have to like work through the, the ick sometimes to see if there's something actually there. Do you think you need to work through the ick? Well, I think the fact that you even call it the ick is absolutely ridiculous what do you what do you call i mean the, well like if you, you know i tend to be a little more black and white for my sake and for others so i'm like i'm either disgusted by you and repulsed <laughs> and like no i don't want to spend any time with you and we'll tell you that or i'm like oh this is just a quirk or something about who you are and i'm gonna deal with also fair on that chris is a scorpio so that's definitely some scorpio it's energy um so I would say like, you know, there are things that I've found about partners where I'm like, not stoked about, but it's, I don't let it be an ick. Like you have to accept different things about partners and you have to really know what your non-negotiables are. Right. So is it an ick or is it like a red flag? Okay. That's okay. For example, I went on a date and he kind of made interesting, like kind of like funny faces that maybe he thought was cute. And I didn't, I was kind of like, I was like, <laughs> and so that was that's an example where I was like <laughs> but that's such a small thing I know but for the rest of your life where well, I was like there's not, no yeah. men out but, there but, so but things myself. but things change you know maybe that's just what they did and like there are things with Allie and I where she's been very communicative about like not liking certain right. things he does this like devil voice that I like <laughs> and it gives me the ick when he does it and I had to tell him like love together like it really like puts me in a bad mood really when you me. <laughs> right and then you have a conversation like that funny. <laughs> yeah but so, that's not like something you're doing every day and you think this person's making those faces every day it's a first really? date if they find out you don't like those faces and they're really interested in you i'm not gonna try to change someone you're not changing their face they were making ex- expressions what you said if you are you saying they just looked ugly and that gave you the egg? No. Okay, then it's not about like... changing their face. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Eat. like the Esbe face that you made. I know that's great. I'm not going to make it right now. Yeah. Um, I, you really have to. I, you know, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a shot at you and just say that I think you obviously look for any easy excuse oh, to like fail. Shots. So this is why you're even claiming the ick. It's either like. Is no. it a red flag or is it just something about this person? This It's not a red flag. That's not a red flag. That's not something. But that... maybe if you get the ick, you still give someone a chance. And if you see a red flag, that's when you yeah. don't move forward. You're, that's the difference. You're taking every Fair. little ick and turning it into a red flag to be like, nope, not, not about it. <laughs> like that guy that called you cranky butt. That's gross. No, it's not. It's it's silly. But you'd be like, uh, that makes me feel like I'm sure. I feel like that is just such a tell of a person and just like, yeah, no, but I just, I wish all our viewers could see facial expressions, both actually, (laughs) and just like, so in the world of how many men there are, A, let's back it up to, I like my life. I'm not like dying, like must have a boyfriend to complete me. 
right so that's like then why are you messing around well because i think it would be nice to find a, like i'd like a partner but i'm not going to be like mm, you, you, but, see, you know. I, I think that's the start of your problem no i think that's the start of your problem so you're like oh if it's there it'll be nice but like if it's not i'm fine like you really need to be in or out about you know the do you need to get it tatted on your body too we talk to my mom about it <laughs> so yeah it's not about like whether or not it's gonna you know it's gonna add value it's it's whether or not you want that and you want to actually seek that I when I was dating I was triggered by guys calling me sweetie because my dad very condescendingly my whole life would be like sweetie why are you upset about that sweetie don't do that sweetie and so for me when a guy was like hey sweetie it was like like I could vomit because of past things and I would always straight up tell guys like instead of letting that give me the ick I would be like sweetie's like the one pet name that like you cannot call me don't go by sweetie um and I wouldn't like tell them why we don't have to go into like trauma or family dysfunction but I was just like no and if they were like I keep telling you sweetie I'd be like the red flag right but if they were like oh like can I call you babe I'm like yeah babe works you know and we can move on so yeah okay but figuring out what your non-negotiables are being intentional about those and this leads us into our next question for Chris or what do you think are red flags that our listeners slash Alan should look like real red flags in men well I think I think the biggest one is just lack of intentionality right like are people just there to fuck around and waste your time because I, there's there's no fuck around and find out yeah exactly I think intentionality is the biggest one and granted nobody's going to be perfect in intentionality I still struggle with that in ways so like I still think that men also have to have the ability to like be called out um whether or not it's truly something without ego yeah of course without ego you that's you know that's a requirement for getting called out but um whether or not it's something that's right or wrong if it's something that you don't like if it's a boundary or something that you want more of or have a problem with any of those things they have to be able to be like okay is this something that i want to give or accommodate to this person because i care about them or respect them a lot so it's like intentionally making decisions i think is huge accountability yeah letting go of the ego um i think those are the two biggest ones i mean red flags it's just i also think it's different like a red flag would be like oh you have a child that you didn't tell me about or like oh been there you you stay with your mom and you live in your mom's basement uh i thought you said you had your own place you know like obviously just pure deception is kind of tough to find but it, it just really depends on something uh, on every individual like what your non-negotiable what do you are think about um like the whole words versus actions thing yeah I, I totally believe that because you know it's it's super easy for anyone to say something especially in a day and age where like you you can text a message and have like really no feelings behind it you can say what people want to hear and they can read into it however they choose but yeah you have to follow up with actions because that just shows alignment like what you're saying is what you're doing and what you're doing is what you're saying so you don't trust until you see action. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think he'll trust until the. Until the action proves otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Or lack of action. Yeah. I, I try to give people but the like benefit of the doubt yeah. in the beginning. Go into it being like, I'm going to trust this person. And then if they prove you that you can't. Yeah. You, you can't live as like a skeptic yeah. forever. Um, so yeah. it's nice to give people the benefit of the doubt until they uh, lose that privilege. 
Okay. Okay. Good one. Fair. And then on the other end of that, what do you feel like are red flags for girls? Like when if you- if I like back in the dating scene, I mean, I didn't really care about any of that stuff. In fact, I looked for red flags because that mm-hmm. made me the person that could like date down. Essentially, there's always the reacher and the settler kind of thing. You and so explain, explain you've never heard this theory well i don't know maybe um, in every relationship there is someone who's reaching that's sad and like going up and then there's a settler someone who's going which settling are you guys bit. i think it's kind of like i feel like we're a lot more like level playing field at this point but in the beginning of our relationship what would you say i was definitely reaching really yeah i would have said other way around no rude yeah rude. <laughs> like you were low vibe um I think I was still high vibe but I had I was like in the work by the time we were really together I was like going. very like therapy coda yoga breath work like I was doing all the things to on my own recovery journey um and he was like still very much in like his own toxic cycles with work and just like didn't have Okay, so what made you like cool with where he was at? Yeah. Um, I think again, his honesty, his intentionality, there was a lot of safety, like from okay. like he was very like, I know your past. I want to make sure you feel safe and protected and cared for. He also took a long time to get physical with me. And I had never had that with a guy before. Guys were very much like, make out with you on the first date, sleep with you on the first date, be all over you on the first date. And Chris didn't like, he'd hug me by, but it took like a month for us to even kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me felt like he was actually building an emotional connection with me. And it wasn't, I, I was able to see his intentions so clearly okay. that I was like the things that he still needs to work on, we can work on together. And we totally have. And that's where at this point in our relationship, I feel like we're very like equaled out at this point. Yeah. So yeah, reacher and settler. I mean, it's just, I always wanted to be the settler because it gives you control and power in a relationship. And um, I feel like in some of my earlier relationships, I was, I acted like the reacher, whether or not I was like, I just had such an inferior complex um, about myself and, and my, my self-worth. Um, and so even though, like, I feel like I grew up and, and, and people looked at me as, as someone that was um, attractive and desirable, but I didn't ever really feel that. And when I started really leaning into that more and understanding my self-worth, I realized how much I could leverage that. And so it always put me in a position to be the settler. And that was, that was a good feeling. It was like, oh, it makes me feel like I don't have problems. I don't need to work on things. And this other person is always at the mercy of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's obviously a super toxic, super toxic thing. Um, so yeah, red flags, like I said, I, I looked for red flags because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you, you know, don't really have a secure job cool. You're going to spend all your time with me. You're going to take care of me. Um, I can, I can work and kind of control the money, so to speak. Um, that was red for you. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. It, technically it was a green flag, red flags or green flags. Like he was attracted to remember when uh, we were talking about the city. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes that always has like sexual implications too, yeah. which, you know, you never know for sure, but <laughs> yeah (laughs) positive sexual implications um yeah red flags were great 
<laughs> but uh nowadays i mean if i was in the dating scene i mean red flags would be somebody that doesn't doesn't quite know what they want um you know in terms of a partner if they're just not quite sure if you if i ask someone and they're like what are your non-negotiables and like i've never even considered that before and i'm like why are you looking at me he's like i have a life coach x now <laughs> i talk about non-negotiables so without non-negotiables i'd be like oh i'd be even hesitated to get into a relationship with you because what happens if we invest six months a year into each other and yeah. the red flag finally comes out and you flip a switch and like we can't be together this doesn't work and i'm like oh shit right because i'm so intentional about how i invest my time and energy where like I feel like for our relationship, I invested a lot early in because I wanted to make the commitment. And I feel like that helps make it last um, and make it feel sustainable. And I invested so much that if we ever, um, you know, split, I would be devastated, not just emotionally, but like financially and all these other different ways that trickle down. So, so yeah, I would be scared to invest um other red flags, you know, uh, cheating would be a red flag. I've been cheated on before. And um you know, I think it's something that I would never want to have in the back of my head. I've definitely been a jealous person yeah. before. And like that kills people internally um, so many different ways. And I think it's something that like translates into your actions and your words too, mm-hmm. just some ways that you can. even. But imagine. I think that's interesting because I knew that was a red flag of his and I have cheated on someone before. And so when he had told me like, you know someone? yes, past life member, we have a previous life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, like that was something where like, he definitely had to like, think about that. And I was like, I'm a different person now. I've been like working on myself, but I also know that's a red flag of yours. Cause we openly, which I think is powerful for anyone listening, listening to this episode to take away as we talked about like, what are your red flags? Yeah. And like, if we have any of those, let's dive in and figure out if it can still work or if we need to end it now. And so I had to tell him, like, I have cheated on someone. And I don't feel like I would ever do that again or do that to you. But if that to use a red flag, I want you to be aware of it because I don't want to feel like I'm hiding anything or withholding any part of who I am to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, early on in knowing that I had to, you know, give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, yes, it's a non-negotiable, um, but I think it's more of a non-negotiable in our concurring relationship, right? If that ever happens, done, no ifs, yeah. ands, or buts, not, right. not looking back kind of thing. Um, so everyone is, you're always allowed to grow if you want to, mm-hmm. right? And so that if that's something that she was going to continue working past and and uh, turning the other cheek, then that was something that I kind of let go as a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like base and core values, you know, if you're, if you're Republican, um, if you, you know, if you're pretentious or if you're an elitist, you know, if you look down and talk down to people, um, obviously how you treat people in the service industry is a big one from where I'm from, obviously, but also I just think in general, how you treat people that are in positions to help and serve others. Um, How someone manages like their money and like um, how that pertains to their future when people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to have kids or like, oh, I don't know where I want to settle down and what I want to do, or oh, I don't know if I want to get married. Like these are big life things that like I want people to, I want someone to like, have some confidence in. Yeah. Okay. Gives me a sense of direction that like, we're actually going to be a team and be working on similar goals rather than like, we're just both going to get into relationship and figure it out. Right. There's, if there's no intentionality. Yeah. 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 I think it's on, well, I guess it's really Bumble, but on Bumble, you can choose your, like what you're looking for in a relationship yeah. or something. And A, I don't even understand that because you're on a dating app, but B, you can choose like, 
relationship, something casual, don't know. And a lot of people choose don't know. And then on the kids portion, they say, want kids. And I'm like, how's that? I don't know. Yeah. Like what? what's that look like yeah well again i think it's that intentionality somebody doesn't want to people often on dating apps actually set everything up and predicate everything like communications even just to find success to to be like to have matches and not really to be specific and find people that you're going to be really compatible with yeah you know like i was we were talking about the other night right like okay cupid basically gave you the ability to put as much information out there shout out to okay cupid in the early podcast talking about okay cupid yeah you know good old 2015 maybe um and so yeah the more specific you got you had the ability to have real insight on who somebody was and what their values and preferences were and Mm -hmm. so um that was that was really beneficial and figuring out compatibility very early on before you even sent somebody a message. But nowadays, you know, in order for people to find success on the apps, apps, Bumble, Hinge, all of them, they're all business. They're all money-making businesses. So they're not really there to help you unless it makes them money. And I think that you can easily tell in these apps how generic and kind of bland they are and watered down because they just want people on there swiping and Mm -hmm. using it and putting money into their machine. Um, and they, they have found that when people get that dopamine rush of the success of matching and starting to have those conversations. They stay on the app longer. Yep, they win. Love um, the match message. So like, not- <laughs> got not, 700. Again, not that dating apps are like completely worthless. There is value to them, but you have to be so intentional about your usage and about your communication on there in order for you to get the value out of them, you know? Yeah, and yeah. if you're not doing that, you're just a part of the part of the machine one of my last questions what would you what would you I mean you we were on apps last night you were uh reviewing critiquing (laughs) critiquing Alan's profile review what I mean I guess we didn't look at guys but like what are some of the first things you would look at on like a hinge because I get I mean so if I was if I was critiquing like guys profiles from for for you for example like I guess how they're set up yeah anything yeah um I would definitely be looking for like real specific things you know like um like I gave Katie shit about one of hers because she was like he keeps getting brought into this he's like let's let's grab a drink and make me laugh and I was like cool I think everyone wants that you know like what what is more like give me something that I'm gonna be like oh wow I think that's really unique and interesting right so being hyper specific you know and like like actually being a little bit vulnerable yeah they're vulnerable or yeah seeing some kind of insight into their mind like if you you know uh there's just a really great joke that shows your sense of humor mm-hmm. like to a t or like some kind of meme um some kind of pun um and even photos like that like you know you want a couple generic photos in a sense so that people can really see who you are you know nothing sucks more than like a face photo and then figuring out they look completely different yeah. in person or even vice versa um, like people who always have sunglasses or hats on, and you can't really see the face. Maybe they've made dramatic changes. Um, but you got, you know, having some personality or some character in there, I think is really key. Um, um, I thought of a funny, like too vulnerable though. When um, me and my ex broke up, I was on Bumble and I 
swiped and I saw his new profile and he said my my ex-girlfriend just broke my heart looking for a girl to make it feel better okay that's like I was like you expect someone to pity match you with that like you know that's definitely a red flag that's like you like I even say this with social media and I think it can apply to dating like go vulnerable but like scars not wounds or like things that are like you know we don't need to trauma dump on apps anything like that so well yeah yeah, it's a a manipulation tactic so that's just not a good way to start any new potential relationship but you have to go in there intentionally like you have to actually be open to finding companionship that's what the dating apps could bring where they could bring the most value like to walk away with a story and be like yeah we met on a dating app and we got married that's incredible that doesn't happen often at all so I think five percent. Yeah, I think people just you know don't put enough yeah. effort and intentionality into that, and um, you get what you put in. So right. yeah, right. and cool. most people I would think aren't even in the position for that, right? So like what do you mean? this, they're not in the position to truly be in a committed relationship and to they be. They shouldn't be on the apps. Yeah, <laughs> so like you you shouldn't be unless unless you feel like you're trying to practice. Maybe you are someone who. Um, throwing a shot out of a cannon you're 25 uh you're a virgin and you're like oh like I really want to learn more about myself and I want to get out there and like start dating and you know maybe gain a little sexual experience um it makes sense if you have some intentionality that you're going into That's or mark the casual option though on that for, yeah totally uh, maybe, maybe you're someone who's been in a very long-term relationship you just got out of it and you're like oh I just want to casually date because I don't even know how to do that anymore in this yeah. day and age and like I just want to kind of practice that before I like really open up again you know so like even that level of intentionality you don't have to go onto the dating apps if you're only looking to get married and find a partner right but you well, have to be really specific I'd be so curious what the actual like percentages are of people like getting on for mm. what they're actually looking for which there's no way I mean yeah, yeah. like a bumble or hinge question because people aren't honest about it on the apps and they're not even honest about it with themselves yeah right like it just makes sense to, what a, to that, no. yeah. meet people right so if you're just getting on there to meet people and like really what are you doing what's your intention of meeting people you know um yeah that's that's the tough part any other words of advice you want to give our dating listeners out there i mean i just think yeah i can preach intentionality like to the moon and back like when you truly stop and think before you do and before you say um and you really really think about like the other person how things are going to be received and understood um it really will change the way that you approach things because oftentimes we act selfishly you know we're just creatures of selfish nature so um you just kind of act um you know based on your your primal instincts mm-hmm. yeah yeah that about sums it up well this thank was fun you. thank you for joining us here today and thank you to all our listeners for joining us on today's episode if you guys liked it if you if you're a fan of chris let us know <laughs> let we'll us bring know. him back holler at your boy <laughs> yeah no, we'll have to do another one after you're married or something. For sure, a post marriage. We'll, we'll bring Chris on. We'll let people submit questions next time. Yeah, we'll check in on. Yeah, on I'll bring that Scorpio energy. Whatever <laughs> you want me to shit on. Perfect, perfect. 
Um, but yeah, share it with a friend. Let us know. Or if you guys have any other questions, um, you can go ahead and find us on Instagram. Allie. I am at recovery. And I am at doing it despite. And Chris is our little coffee king. <laughs> What's oh, your yeah. handle? The coffee warlock. You can submit dating advice. I mean, I prefer, you know, coffee questions, but yeah. I will help where I can. There you go. There yeah. you go. All right. We will see you all next week. Love that for us. Baby.